Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's up? It's Anderson Small, and you are listening to Rafi Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. One half of the Raspy Voice Kids, joined by the other half, Mr. Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. And you're tuned in for Pop Culture. Pop. What are we talking about today, Jay? We're talking about a lifetime ban. For steroids? For, a lot, for You would think. For gambling? NFL? Domestic abuse in the MLB? No. We're talking about a lifetime ban on Fortnite. Fortnite. Now tell the people what Fortnite is, Jay. Fortnite is a video game that I just know the name of. I don't know what. <laughs> I know what's hot. I know. Look, I said Fortnite. You it's all like know a, what it's it is. It's a shooter game. They shoot people. Is it? I, I honestly don't and know. And they have like weapons and stuff. I know. I lo- you have to build stuff, I think. Everybody loves Fortnite. It's a multiplayer. Like you can play Layden. online with the world. Layden, come here. Keep going, Jay. Yeah, you can play with the world. Go get. It. We we need to export on, on Fortnite, but uh, you can play like you you can get online and you play with the entire rest of the world. So, so you don't know what Fortnite is? Yeah, all right, never mind. So y'all probably know what Fortnite is. Video game that's very very huge. Well, a kid- it, 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 I know it's inspired a lot of the dances that you see people doing out there now. The floss being one of the big ones, being probably the number one dance that's inspired. So people are doing this all over the place. So even if you don't play Fortnite, you have seen Fortnite in action, in the public, out in pop culture. This dude's name is Fazy Jarvis. Faze Jarvis? He got banned for life because he was essentially using, look, I'm going to break it down to our terms, a bot. So you can shoot people. The bot helps you shoot more accurately. And like they said, it's pretty much like having... It's, it's PEDs. Yeah. 
Dude, Dupont said he's one of the top gamers it's in the PEB, world. It's a performance enhancing bot. Yeah, there you go. He's one of the f- top gamers in the world, and he's uh, was was he was one of the top gamers in the world, and he got busted using this because idiot talked on YouTube about it, and now he has a lifetime ban. Now here's the thing: people are in uproar because they're saying, "Look, he did the crime, but does the time equal what he did? Forever banned from the game." I just feel like you should know better. You should this is, know this way is a game better. people take a lot of pride and time and spend. I probably you all spend kinds, money, all kinds of money with. You're one of the top gamers in the world, and you're cheating. You're you're you aren't the best because you're better than everybody. You're better than everybody because you're cheating. The worst is if he's like Barry Bonds. What if he is Barry Bonds? What if he was already the best, but he just wanted to make sure that he stayed ahead of the curve? Yeah, I don't see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boys, on, boys online crying. <laughs> hey, let me shout do a quick shout out to my son who won his first video game tournament yesterday. Did he? Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers at the public library. Did he? It went down. He even beat someone. No. He beat an adult. He beat an adult. Brandon, no. It went down. Son. You know how proud I am. Right I'm now. proud. I'm proud. Oh, man, I'm proud. Man, <laughs> shout out to my son, Layton. Woo! I, uh, you know what? That just brings back bad. You know what's funny? I've won a lot of tournaments. And yet, when you say tournament, I, I mean you only think of the bad one. I only think about the bad one, the one at the mall. There was everybody there. I was smashing everybody at NCAA. Oh, uh, it's just a pause after you say that. But go ahead. Yeah, NC, NC <laughs> was smashing everybody at NCAA, and then came to the championship game. They made me fumble on the last drive when the game was over, and then this dude threw a hail mary to Calvin Johnson against three of my defenders. The point is, I have bad memories. <sighs> Irritating. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's irritating. But you know what? Here's the thing. Have you ever cheated during a game? Yes. Yes, I've cheated during games. I've cheated games on games and didn't tell the person I was cheating on purpose. You know the funniest story ever about cheating during a video game is? What? Corey Turner and Barrick. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> the greatest, greatest That's what cheating, I was thinking about. The greatest cheating story I don't, of you know, all no, I take time. That back. No, I take that back. I don't know if I've actually cheated because I was thinking about that exact cheating that was Corey that was cheating, and we all knew about it, though, except for Barrick. So the point is... So the point is, on, on the game, Corey, is, player A, Corey, had his players 99 everything on NCAA football. No, 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 that's not even what I'm talking about. Oh, I forgot about that. He cheated twice. There was another time <laughs> oh, baseball Corey game. was playing baseball against wait Barrick. Minute, wait a minute. So Corey had his players on NCAA 99 everything, destroying Barrick, and Barrick was like, come on, something has to be wrong. Somebody's... <laughs> just Barrick's probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. His uh, defense alignment just ran down my receiver. <laughs> Another time Corey Turner was cheating was they were playing a baseball game and Corey was hitting home runs off everything. Every pitch. And Barrick was, was like, what's going on? He didn't get it until Corey Turner, there's still Corey, bunted, bunted a home run. He bunted a home run. And he realized Corey had put a code in. He's like, oh, no, no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, so cheating is running rampant. A lifetime ban. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he deserves a lifetime ban. Depends on how much money he made. Depends on how long he did it. Talking. Go. This is going back to Faze Jarvis. Faze Jarvis or Faze Jarvis? F A Z E. I don't know. Has a big Z, but I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm gonna say Faze. How about Fake Jarvis? Fake <laughs> Jarvis. It depends on how much money he made, how long he did it, 
Um, and if he got caught or if he turned himself in, it sounds like it wouldn't happen because he got caught. He got caught. So I, I, I'm okay with whatever punishment you get because, first of all, I, I'm jealous of anybody making money off of video games. That's right. Everybody knows your name because you cheated. Okay? Get out of here, Lance Armstrong. Raspy Voice! Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code Raspy Voice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill, responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astro Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Time to do the review for the BU game. Jeremy, what'd you think about how the Baylor game went? Um, you know what? There, there were things that were very promising. Man, that defense. The defense was smothered. I was nervous when I heard Darius say their offensive line is soft. Make sure you know that. Make sure you – yeah, make sure you say that. And, and that's big. And then the boys – went on, excuse me, them men went on to show Grown they, men. they were soft. That goal line stand, I, when's the last time we had a goal line stand? I don't know. I, I just think back to the Virginia Tech. That's the one that pops in my mind. Well, I think about the fumble, the fumble recovery by Darwin Cook against Clemson. Yeah, that one too. That one too. Um, but it's been a while since we've had a goal line stand. And it was an important one. And he said they're soft and they showed it. Our defense played lights out. Tyke Smith, them defensive backs, those linebackers, defensive line, Donahue, the Stills bros, uh, uh, number 95, Jordan. Um, anyway, we, 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 we played, it's not just we played ball. We had that fight and that hunger going against uh, a top-ranked team. It just, I don't know. I was super pumped to watch the defense. It was it was great to watch what they could do. Um, the special teams, man. Which, which let's give some credit to Vic Coning for calling the. For no, calling we're the we're giving too. all the credit. I'm mean, most of the credit to Vic. In Conan. fact, he called one. One of the plays that sticks out in my mind is one he called on the third down where they had Charlie Brewer dead to rights. Quantel Reigns missed the sack, and otherwise, we're out three and out, ready to go. Vic Conan called a heck of a game. He needs to get credit for it. It's different now having a guy that you can trust back there. Um, Gibby was our guy, but Vic Coning has shown to be the superior defensive coordinator, without question. Right now, they look really good. Um, they, they they really do. They they had young guys playing, and it's just this philosophy seems to be working right now in Morgantown. I also and that's with a litany of injuries. Well, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that's with so many injuries going into the game. Vandarius Cohen being hurt. Quandarius Qualls was hurt. Um, you had Keith Washington coming back from injury. Then you lose Josh Norwood during the game for a targeting call. Then, in my opinion, he's got to be more careful because he keeps getting those. But No, yeah, yeah. We, we got to quit doing that. 
but it's just a youth movement in Morgantown. But it's not just youth movement. They are they're playing. Man, they're just they make you excited to watch West Virginia defense. Yep. And the reason why I say defense because nobody's excited to watch the offense. The offense is putrid. It scored seven measly points. No for man, the it's, game. it's atrocious. That's the thing. Like I mean, I and there's no sugarcoating it. Don't get it twisted. I'm going to say this right now. Those guys put in the work and they work hard, and that's what people are saying. And, and I and I feel the same way. I do not ever feel like they're not trying hard. I don't look out there and see a lack of effort. I respect that and I appreciate their hard work. But the truth is the product we're getting on the field is just atrocious, man. <laughs> Ain't no way to sugarcoat it. it. We're just not good enough and we're not getting it done. We're not, you know, our receivers show show sparks. But we drop too many passes. Lead the league and drop passes. All of them, as a collective unit, drop way too many passes. And then when we do um, uh, get perfect passes, I mean, uh, and then when we do get open and there's like, should be an easy catch, our quarterback, for whatever reason, because there's times when Austin Kendall can throw the, throws the ball well, but there's time, you know what? My problem with Austin Kendall is I don't think he throws the deep ball well. Short underneath passes, out passes. He throws out pass pretty well. Cross the middle. The deep ball is a he can't he can't throw the deep ball. It's either overthrown or underthrown. It's never right on time. Even the touchdown that was caught and ran it, you know, ran by George Campbell. Um was underthrown. And that's making it a 50-50 ball. And, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what's tough because either the pass isn't there or when it is there, our receivers are dropping the ball, our offensive line. Now, great, they're not giving up sacks, but we're not making holes for the running backs and the running backs. It's just this whole offense together as a unit. I'm not saying they don't have talent. I'm saying they're not getting it done. Well, it's not getting any better because there's so many more injuries. Jack Allison has entered the transfer portal to the surprise of nobody. He graduates in December, so he's going to be a graduate transfer. That really has no impact on us this season anyway. Kennedy McCoy, Josh Chandler, Evan Staley, and Noah Guzman are all questionable for this next game against Texas Tech. TJ Simmons is doubtful. I saw a video of him in a boot because you know me. I got eyes everywhere. I see everything. Sean Ryan is out. He's arguably our best receiver. He will not be playing against Texas Tech. And then, as I mentioned, Quandarius Qualls had surgery, and he's out for the year. So that's the two starting, the two best bandit players we have are out for the season defensively. And Sam James is electric when he gets the ball. But you can't count on him to catch the ball. Not right yet. Right now. So that right now is one of the things he's got to work on. He's his hands. He's got to catch the ball and he's not doing it. I mean, but he's not by himself because we lead. But he, but he has a couple of things. I mean, he, he doesn't get he's not strong enough to get the 50 50 ball. So the, he has to be wide open. And then even the ones he is open, he's just not. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I'm not sure what it is. Sometimes that's what happens is that once you start dropping, then you just keep dropping. Because the dude, once he gets the ball, man, just watch him. He's electric. He's fast. It's 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 awesome to watch. But can he catch the ball? That's that's the question. Talking about awesome to watch. Jet Life Right, Showtime Jet, Winston Wright, number 16, freshman, true freshman out of Georgia, is now the starting return return man. Uh, what Neil Brown said was he feels like we've been blocking pretty well on kickoffs all year, that maybe we just didn't have the right guy back there. Winston Wright's now going to be the starter for the rest of the season. And without question, that's the kind of stuff I've been saying. I say this about Tavon Austin in the NFL. If people want to say that he can't do certain things, the thing I know he can do is run. So put Tavon Austin back to return punts and kicks. The same thing with Jet Life Right. He's returning kickoffs. He should also be returning punts. 
I'm telling you right now, he should be returning both. The guy's lightning in a bottle. He's electric. And he's got supreme confidence. Now, granted, he's a freshman, but he took it to the house. That's the first time somebody's taken it to the house since Shelton Gibson did it against Baylor. That was awesome. That was awesome, man. That was great to see. And, again, the thing about him returning is not just that he's fast. I liked how well he set up his blocks on that return. I don't know if people pay enough attention to that kind of thing, but he set up his blocks really well and then made the moves. So I'm looking forward to seeing him against Texas Tech, against those rashers, those tortilla throwing. You know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. But anyway, that wraps up the Baylor game. We weren't good enough Good enough offensively. We had seven measly points. We were beyond good enough defensively. We were good enough extra special teams. Oh, one important thing. I called Neil Brown out for one play, and people got on me like I was a heretic. You would have thought that I that I had committed treason the way people acted when I said that it was it was on Neil Brown that we um, got a delay of game on that 100% field goal. One hundred percent on Neil Brown. And the way re, I knew it was on Neil Brown when I saw it happen. Whenever you have delay of games penalties and situations like that, that's on the coaching staff, especially when you have a young kicker like Casey Leg out there. That's on the coaching staff. That's Neil Brown's job. He's the one who takes it, who takes responsibility. And guess what? When he did his press conference, he said that. He said that was on me. He took the blame. He said it fell at his feet. I wasn't crazy, and I wasn't being a jerk. I wasn't being a bad fan. I wasn't not trusting the client. <laughs> I'm so tired of people. I'm serious. I'm so tired of people. You fair weather fans, shut up. What? You're not a fair weather fan for being honest. Now, if you call out Neil Brown saying he, you know, trying to say he sucks or something like that, that's a different story. That is not what I said at all. All I ever said was that that was on him. That play was on him. He should have called timeout, or he should have had his guys prepared so there was no need for a timeout. But either way, it was on him in that circumstance. And I wanted to bring attention to that because people tried to call me out about it. It's big. You know, it's a big moment. Just because you say what it is or call somebody out doesn't mean that you're not all still on the bandwagon. You're not still repping West Virginia. This dude, like, that was a big play. That penalty took us out. of. He made that field goal. He nailed it. So that's a huge play. Nailed the field goal to tie the game. There are people who try to get on Neil Brown who try to say he should have been going for the tie in a situation like that on the road. I disagree. With your defense playing lights out, I was okay with you going for the tie. Because your defense is playing lights out. All you need is your offense to make a play, one play, or make or the defense to get a turnover. turnover. So I was what, are, okay. what are they talking about? You go for it, they'd be like, why did you go for the tie? It's so dumb. Look. You're not going to make everybody happy, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. It's an old throwback. Get, get it off my chest session. Any guy, any uh, questions or comments, anything you, you guys would like to say, you can leave on our anchor message. It's easy. It's free. You can be part of the show. Holla at you boys. Get at the RVK. Rat me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. It's back. We're back. It's time for why we hate Texas Tech. We hate Texas Tech because who wouldn't hate Texas Tech? You wear red, black, and white, and you still have terrible uniforms. How is that possible? You have the double T. How cheesy can you be? Not even trying. 
You had Baker Mayfield. You let him walk away because you're Texas Tech. You had Patrick Mahomey. Oh, I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a., according to O.J. Simpson, Patrick Mahomicide. <laughs> and you didn't win a thing. You couldn't even beat the Mountaineers not once because you're Texas Tech. You had Coach Cool, Coach Kingsbury, Kingsbury, Stinksbury, whatever you want to call him. He somehow failed his way into the NFL. The GQ coach supposed to win on looks alone. You guys are the rashers for a reason. The rash. You're disgusting. Stuffing tortillas in your pants and throwing them onto the field. Like you have nothing better to do. Oh, that's right. You don't have anything better to do. You live millions of miles from anywhere near civilization. Near anything that anybody cares about. Near anything that anybody wants to be associated with. You guys are the Red Raiders. But what have you plundered? Nothing. We hate you. And you should hate yourselves. How many times do we have to beat you in how many different sports? Baseball? The basketball uh, uh, tournament? We do it over and over again against you, Texas Tech. We own you, Texas Tech. Bring your best. Bring my, like Brandon said, my homie in. Patrick Mahomes, what we do, we beat him. That's what we do. We played you eight times. We beat you six of the eight times. Playing you was a waste of time. You come in with a Yosemite Sam. You act like this. You act like that. You got the guns out. Ain't nobody scared of you. All we do is whip you every single year in all the sports we play. And now here we come Saturday. Guess what? You just lost to Kansas. The Jayhawks. The Payhawks. But we're talking about football. You lost to Kansas. How can you? You can't even talk. You can't feel any pride. You can't be tough. You lost to Kansas. Nobody loses to Kansas. Nobody loses to Kansas. Nobody. And you took the L. Here come the Mountaineers, baby. We got better defense than them. We're playing ball. And you know what? As many things change, it all stays the same. Because we're going to beat you again. Like I said, six out of eight times. Here we come. Mountaineers, we're going to get this W, and you're going to keep being Texas Tech. Rat me, boys! You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is another Golden Blue interview. Today we have with us the pride of East Carolina University, Amanda Maisie. Amanda, thank you for joining us today. Hey, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Excited to be here. I got a question for you real quick to start the show. Now, okay. you, grew, you grew up in Ohio till you were 12 years old, correct? Correct. Do you identify as a Buckeye in any way? <laughs> Don't kill me, but I do. But West Virginia is always number one. Never, that, ever doubt that. 
That is the correct but answer. I, well, when she started, absolutely. I was thinking, well, when she started, I thought, well, this has been a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. No, you know, I was born a Buckeye. I have family that went to Ohio State. So I, I'm a Buckeye by birth. But I root for West Virginia in any way, possible, shape, form. No, no question where my loyalty is. Uh, when, when, uh, when West Virginia is not in the, the hunt for the same thing Ohio State is, and, then I'm a Buckeye. But I'm always a Mountaineer. That's number one in my heart for sure. And I love it because I see how you do. You genuinely interact with the, with the non-revenue generating sports. I see how you re- re- interact with Sean Kovich and the golf team. I see um, that in the past you had the show that focused on the Olympic teams that we have on campus. And so your yeah. love for West Virginia is real. This is not. You know, it really is. No, I mean it's it's not fake by any means, and I and I love all the sports when we have time, and it's a little harder with our kids being older. But you know, we love to go and support the other teams um, and, and just show our support because they show support for our team. And when you're in this as an athletic, you know, member, you're a part of a family, and that family includes every sport whether it's uh, football or golf or tennis or wrestling, like we're all a part of a family and, and we all support each other. And, and that's wonderful. And, and I'm just a big sports fan in general. I love watching good sports, top-notch athletes at their craft. Oh, we love it. I love that answer so much. The thing is, you talk about being a Buckeye and, and now you're a Mountaineer first and foremost. It's funny because Brandon's um, ex-wife, she was a Buckeye. So raising his kids – Here's the interesting thing. I'm a Mountaineer through and through, blue and gold till I die. Gold and blue. Gold and blue, excuse me. But one thing <laughs> I said to him, and I'm just going to be real for a second. I'm going to be real, real with the audience and real with you. I said, Brandon, love puts the best interest of the other people first. So if you truly loved your kids, now this is disgusting to me, but if you truly loved your kids, you know what life is as a Mountaineer fan. You know the heartaches that we go through. It's not the, a pretty sight. The stress, the strain, the high blood pressure medication. You live life to put your children in a, in a better position. So if you truly loved your kids, you would consider them being, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, Amanda. I got to be honest. I don't know what he's The good thing about. is Brandon made the right decision. Weston and Sierra are Mountaineers. She's not confused about that. Layden and Layla are Mountaineers. I'm not confused about that. And that's what it is. Right. Exactly. Yep. My kids are Mountaineers through and through. They love going to the games. They, they this is where they want to go to school. So yeah, we're at, we're a Mountaineer family until the end. Absolutely. What's the first Mountaineer game you ever went to? So ironically, I have been. I was at two Mountaineer games long before I even met Randy. So when I was a student at East Carolina, we played West Virginia, and I and I remember it because it was the first year that overtime was enacted. And we, I came up with a bunch of buddies, and we came to Morgantown for the weekend. And um, our football team had a chance to tie the game and go to overtime or win it. Our coach went for two to try to win it, and we lost the game. But that was my first experience. And then I came back a few years later when I was working television in North Carolina. Um, we, I was doing sideline for East Carolina football, and we were playing West Virginia. And I came up for that game as well. So I actually went to two West Virginia games, uh, I guess like back in the 90s, one in the 90s, one in the early 2000s, before I even met Randy, and this is where we ultimately ended up. So I love telling that story. Uh, It kind of comes full circle. How did you meet Randy? So I met Randy uh, when he was the head baseball coach at East Carolina, and um, I was a sports anchor, the weekend sports anchor. 
for the NBC affiliate down there. And I just saw him out one night and I went up and introduced myself and I said, Hey coach, I'm Amanda Ross and I'll be, you know, interviewing you this year. And I look forward to, you know, being around the program and having you on our shows. And, um, I just sprinkled my charm on them and you know, the rest <laughs> is history. What can I say? So who liked who first? <laughs> I like to say that he liked me first. I yes. noticed him from across the way, kind of eyeballing me. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go up and talk to him and say hi and use it as the basis of, hey, I'll be interviewing you. And that way, even if he wasn't interested in me like I thought he might be, then there wouldn't be a sense of rejection because I was just going at it from like a business angle, you know? Um, but yeah, so we, uh, very and, crafty. interestingly enough, <laughs> very it's, crafty. And it's we, like Manoa. We kept our re- Go ahead. What was that? I just said we, we kept our relationship on the down low because me being a sports reporter and him a coach, I'm like, oh, that's so like stereotypical. So for like the first three or four months, we really wouldn't go out in public in Greenville because it's like West, like Morgantown. It's a small college town. I love it. And, um, and so we would actually go over to like Gatlinburg, Tennessee for the for weekends and we could actually like hold hands and be like boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. And then we sort of like came out and said, yeah, we're dating. And then we got engaged and married and the rest is history. Very crafty, like Manoa on the mound. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I'm not that crafty. Oh, <laughs> I this wish. Is, this is so great. Me and Brady sitting here arguing who's going to get to ask the next, next question. It's so good. I'm going to be honest with you. You said uh, he liked you first, but it sounded like you busted the first move. Yeah. I did. I did. I live, I, you know, I, I made the first move, but I, I made it thinking that there was something there. I think he would have eventually, you know, asked me out. I didn't ask him out. I just introduced myself, and then he asked me out. Yeah, so. she said, allow I'm still old-fashioned in that way. She said, allow me to introduce myself. I am Amanda. And then he did That's the rest. Right. I don't exactly. know your name, but so, excuse me, miss. So, so, you, so that all happened, and then Randy gets a job up here in Morgantown in the August of 2012. You guys move to Morgantown. You become a part of West Virginia Illustrated, become a part of uh, WVU Game Day, Mountaineer Game Day. What was that transition like for you professionally? It was perfect. Um, you know, before, after East Carolina, we went to TCU and spent six years in Fort Worth. So I worked at the Mountain West Network down there covering TCU. Um, so I stayed in television down there and when Randy was actually introduced at his press conference, uh, Mike Parsons, who was one of the associate ADs at the time, pulled me aside, uh, while Randy was talking with the reporters and said, Hey, we have this show, um, the sports buzz, we're going to cover athletes around the university and post it on our, our website. Would you be interested? And I said, yes, I didn't ask, I didn't, I didn't care if it paid anything. I just wanted to, an opportunity to do something um, and still work. I mean, I'm always a mom first, but I like being able to take that hat off and be Amanda, the sports reporter, and do what I absolutely love. Um, so it's been a, a great transition, and it's parlayed into, um, you know, other opportunities with the university, and even um, I've, I've done a couple things with the NFL Network covering the Steelers. So, you know, it, it just sort of keeps me in the mix and keeps me busy and and it's it's wonderful for me because I get to cover a university where I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of the coaches and they know me. And, um, you know, I, I tend to get some inside scoops on things because they, they know me and they know where my heart is and that I love this university. So I'm already a part of the family. So being able to cover it is equally great. I mean, it's 
Well, you perfect you ha- situation for me. You have my number now, so next time you get a scoop, go on, pass that on over here. We'll share that. <laughs> we'll share the scoops. Pass peas like they used to say. No need to no exactly. need to hoard the scoops. <laughs> I got to keep it clean. <laughs> yes. No. So so, what's it like having that responsibility, and also being a baseball wife? Where, where there's all this speculation, for example, about your husband being re-signed, what the contract's going to be, everybody's saying Shane Lyons has to get the deal done. You are a member of the media, but of course, this is very specific to your family. What is that like for you? Um, You know, it, it's interesting to be like on the other side of it. I'm not a big fan of having our salary posted all over, but I get it. Like That's part of what we're in, um, but it's kind of funny, like whenever I do interview randy um i still call him coach i'm like hey coach like and it's just sort of like that role i play so i can does he make you call him coach does he make me no 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 he doesn't make me <laughs> he doesn't let's be clear he doesn't make me do anything oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah we're getting it we're getting it now what is the one thing he does that gets on your nerves the most the one thing he does that gets on my nerves okay so i i adore my husband but he is he knows nothing about technology. Zero. Nothing. And nothing. Like, he still, bless his heart, doesn't know the difference between, like, 3G and Wi-Fi and all this. <laughs> and um, so I'm constantly having to sort of hook him up with technology stuff. And, and it uh, it gets on my nerves. That gets oh. on my nerves sometimes. Because <laughs> I think he maybe knows but wants me to do it. But I'm not sure. I can't tell. <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. It's like that episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where he teaches his brother to do everything the wrong way. That way his right. wife will think that he can't do it, so she'll just do it for him. Exactly. And I'm I'm very independent and pretty impatient. So I'm like, here, just let me do it. And then <laughs> I do it. And then he doesn't have to learn. So, yeah, it's probably my fault, too. <laughs> I need to say, for the record, I was joking with that comment. But then when you started going, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Let her go. Let her go. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> what was- no, it's all... It- it's all known. Everybody knows it. So you guys are here now. We've got you locked up for a good while, which we love. Um, it is odd. Like you said, I like to ask, I've asked a few coaches, what's it like having everyone know what your salary is? And you said it for yourself. You don't like that aspect of it. And that's typical for Americans. They'd rather talk about sensitive bedroom topics than they would talk about their actual salary, which is very interesting to me. Um, but you guys are locked in. You're locked into Morgantown. You're locked in and ingrained in the culture. You've got your successful career going. What's the next step? You know, the next step is just hopefully finishing out our career here. Everybody always thinks that we want to go someplace else. And I, I think we've kind of hopefully made people realize that this is where we want to be. Um, this is where we want to have our kids graduate high school and go to college. And this is where Randy wants to retire. And, um, you know, this is this is not a stepping stone, uh, stepping stone job for my husband and our family. Like this is what we hope to be the end. Um, you know, we don't get the final say so in that, obviously, but we don't want to go anywhere else. We love Morgantown. We love the people. We love the program. You're in a top notch baseball program. You're at a university where the administration is supporting the program and wants to give you all of the um, tools necessary to compete at the highest level possible. So Super Shane Lyons. this is it. Yeah, I mean, we're like this isn't this is it. Like we hope this is it. We really I, do. I I love that. Like you just got me so fired up because we've talked about that in the past about Shane. I mean, not Shane. We call him Sugar Shane Lions. I wasn't talking about Shane though. I was talking about uh, Randy Maisie. How 
the job he's doing at West Virginia is going to get more eyes and more attention calling and pulling him other places. So for you to say this isn't a stepping stone and you hope to be here uh, for a long time, I, I absolutely love it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, man, I'm pumped right now. I'm absolutely pumped. And when you said, when Brandon said next step, I was hoping you're going to say College World Series, but I'll take your answer even more. <laughs> we, we would love to be in the College World Series one day for sure. And, and I'd like to think that with Randy and the coaches he's had and, and all the wonderful players we've had, I mean, that we will get there. I mean, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, we've had a lot of success thanks to all the players and the coaches. Um, and, you know, we just got to keep going forward. And, you know, some years are going to be better than others. But I think uh, that this program is definitely going in the right direction. Shout out to John Means as a finalist for the Rookie of the Year Award. Yeah, yeah. He actually came back and talked to the team not too long ago, and that's wonderful for him. And it's it's always neat to see these guys um, achieve their dreams in baseball and and out of baseball. We have a lot of former players who are doing great things in the community. Um, You know, their baseball careers ran out, but now they're productive members of the community and their husbands and their dads. And and Randy and I are just as excited for those guys as we are for the John Means of the world and the Alec Manoas. And, um, you know, it's just really neat when these guys come back and and are still a part of our program because they're always welcome. They're family, and they always will be. Love it. Once a mountaineer, always a mountaineer. I love watching your – Absolutely. I love watching your Instagram stories and pictures and whatnot. It seems like your family's very close and, and such a happy family. And it's great to see. Um, but dealing with two people who are, you know, very big professionally, how do you guys handle the highs and lows that come with it? How do you handle the Twitter chatter when, you know, we're not winning games in baseball or, you know, um, something's going on in your life? How do you handle all of that um, in respect to, to uh, the union? Um, you know, it's hard. I mean, I'll be honest. I, when, when things are good, I try not to, you know, people love you when you're winning and they hate you when you're losing. And when things are good, they, they want to praise you and that's wonderful, but you can't get caught up in that just like you can't get caught up when they're not too happy about you. Um, so I, I try to not get on social media too much during the season. Um, and cause trust me, and I'm, I'm human and I want to defend my husband and our yeah. program and our players. And, and it's hard for me not to pop off and <laughs> want to give somebody a piece <laughs> of my mind, but I know in the end I, I can't do that. Um, and, and it, it kind of just is what it is, but it, it's hard sometimes, but I get it. Like fans are passionate and I love that. Um, but I, but I always like to, say that nobody wants to win more than the players and the coaches and I think I mean as much as the fans want to win I promise you the coaches and the players want to win a thousand times more than you so you know like they're yeah. they're trying and it's just it's just how it rolls sometimes you know no, it's not it's just not always as easy as it looks I would love to have like a camera to see how many times you had things punched up in your Twitter feed or punched up in your text messages <laughs> that you decide, no, no, just chill, no. delete, <laughs> You know, delete. Even, even with like, yeah, you know, and it's not just like my sport. Like, it's not just baseball. I see people like slamming football or basketball or the other sports or soccer, and I'm like, I want to go on there too and put those people in their place, but I don't. You know, I mean, it's like I'm very um, – I'm like, I feel like I'm fiercely protective of all of the sports and all of the athletes and coaches at this university because, you know, they're, they're trying. They're trying to win championships and they're trying to get to the next level. And it's just, you know, it just doesn't come as quickly as a lot of people would like. And I get that because, I mean, I'm a fan too, you know, but it's, it's hard. But, you know, you just have to sort of like put the phone away and say, okay, what's next? I'm trying to stay up off my iPhone. So we have <laughs> yeah. Amanda Ross Maisie. 
host on West Virginia Illustrated's uh, Mountaineer Game Day, also the wife of Coach Randy Maisie, the baseball coach for WVU. She is with us today, and we're so grateful for a golden blue interview. But the show is not over because we have the most important part, the most fun part, the most anticipated aspect of any Raspy Voice Kid interview. It is time for Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Regular white uniforms or the camo uniforms? Camo. Whiskey or beer? Beer. Cool Ranch Doritos or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Cool Ranch. Brad Pitt or George Clooney? Brad Pitt. Best fast food French fry? McDonald's. Yes. Best Pop-Tart? Strawberry. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Lion King or Toy Story? Lion King. Jordan or LeBron? Oh, Jordan. Does ketchup go on a hot dog? Yes. And now? This was Alec Manoa's best question. When we interviewed him, he really... Well, he, so we'll tell you, you his answer later. He brought, he brought the heat. He brought the heat, which he's accustomed to doing. So let's see how you do with this question. <laughs> oh, pressure's on. Every, every week I say the same thing, no matter who we talk to. I need a real answer. Don't Truth, front. Honestly. Don't front. Raspy Boys kids, we keep it real. Be honest, Miss Maisie. Do you pee in swimming pools? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have in the past. I do not now. When I was a kid and sometimes I was so excited, but as an adult, I get out. I promise. All right. Because see, Alec Manoa said. I'm real. Alec Alec said he definitely does, but that the hot tub is the better place to pee because there are bubbles and warmth so nobody will catch you. (laughs) Yeah, that that is true. That that sounds like something AK would say. It's very strategic. It's very strategic. I love it. I love it It so much. Absolutely. When your kids have to pee, do you get them all out of the pool and take them to the bathroom? Well, they're 12 and 11, so if I'm still taking them to the bathroom, okay. I have done a jo- bad job of parenting. I but agree. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying they haven't peed, but I know that they have gotten out of the pool and gone to the bathroom, so I always try to tell them, like, get out, because I don't want to swim in their pee either. That's right. That's, that's right. Amanda, you have been amazing. <laughs> this was a fantastic interview. I love it. Thank you I so much so for much. taking time out for us. We're grateful for it. Please tell the people where they can catch you and where they can find you, West Virginia Game Day and otherwise. Hey, I, well, first of all, thank you guys for what you do for the university and spreading the love of the Mountaineers. I truly do appreciate that, and thank you for having me on. Um, gosh, yeah, Mountaineer Game Day every Saturday, home or away. We're on at 10 o'clock on your next star broadcasting stations and at 11 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Amanda Maisie, and then you can always find me in seat number 14 next to our dugout during baseball season. Word up. There she is, the one and only <laughs> Amanda Ross Maisie. Please. I love please. you guys. Thank you so much. We love you too. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.